1: everyone's talking about how great it is that the Bruins are great and how, how much fun it is to talk about a great Bruins team. But man, I think we're a team or a, a group that thrives on uh, distracting ourselves when the Bruins are bad.
0: Well, yeah, now you guys actually have to talk about them and it, it boils down to, you know, your combined, you know, analytical prowess. And
1: that's not, not even there. So. <laughs> <laughs> everybody welcome to episode 17 of season four of the Brews and bruins podcast a the hockey podcast network podcast presented by bruise diehards pride diehards and draft kings uh i am this week's host chris gear uh i am here with drew cam has been fired and we have our buddy rob schlosser from the league how you doing rob
0: i'm doing good how are you guys doing
1: solid good good uh, drew what's up over in uh in mainland um
2: i i don't know Life's always a little slow here, and I love it. At least compared to growing up in Mass, and that's what that's, I really appreciate it. Um, I don't know. Was that a was that a trying intro into drinks, or was that a how are you doing? Let's talk life.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess let's do drinks. I uh, I need to. It wasn't very subtle, but I've got myself a happy dad lemon lime hard seltzer. This is the last of our hard seltzers um i don't know how it happened but i guess the other interesting flavors uh made it less desirable to grab lemon lime and all three of the ones remaining uh were lemon lime um yeah it's definitely the least interesting there was uh, pineapple wild cherry and watermelon those are all pretty good this one just kind of doesn't really have much flavor Hmm. Tastability, gonna be like a one or a two. Like it's very subtle on the lemon lime here. Um, we'll go two on the tasteability. Uh, Drinkability, I know Kat disagreed with me last time, but I feel like of all the hard seltzers I've had, this is the one with like the least aggressive seltzeriness. Like it's not as bubbly as other ones. So it goes down a little smoother don't feel it attacking my stomach lining as much. Uh so for like drinkability, I'll go 35. Nice. Rob, what you got for us?
0: Uh I'm drinking <clears throat> excuse me, drinking a very on brand Miller High Life.
2: Hell yeah. <laughs> Happened to
0: have one in the fridge, figured it was the most appropriate drink. Um I'll take a sip as if I haven't been drinking it. <laughs>
2: It all matters what that sip was like. Precisely,
0: precisely. <laughs> this is this is where we gauge everything. Um, so for tasteability, I mean, I'd put it very middle of the road as far as quantity of taste, even though I find it um, a very pleasant taste. So I'll put it around like a 15. Uh, for drinkability, I know just from... Uh, days in college that i can drink these all day um so i'll put that i'll, I'll join with chris in a alina Solmark 35 nice
2: very nice um so i got i got something a little special here um <laughs> so i got a 37 ale uh it is the beer that my father and i brewed <laughs> um so my dad and I and my buddy James and, uh, his dad, Jimmy, and then two of their family friends, we all went to the brew zone in Saugus where you can brew your own beer there. It takes like two hours or something. You get to drink beer the whole time, which is awesome. Um, and then they uh, offer you like a bunch of different recipes to choose from that are like similar to other beers. So they had, uh, a lunch from, uh, that's main brewing company. I think that does that. Um, and like like stuff like that so i forget which beer this was based on but my dad and i went outside the lines a little bit and every time it got close to like like if something said like three grams of this we rounded up to 3.7 and if something said like use four we rounded down to 3.7 and <laughs> figured it out um Perfect. so i haven't had this yet so i'm excited to...
1: mm. Do drinkability first, Drew. I need to hear how drinkable it is.
2: <laughs> drinkability. Honestly, that might be a 37 right there. Wow. I think that's a 37. <laughs> that was like it's pretty damn smooth. By the way, I don't give myself too much credit at all because all we did was round to 3.7 when we could. So like I was following an actual recipe. Um drinkability. I feel like I just gotta give it that 37, but um, because it is the 37 ale but it definitely is drinkable tasteability it's like it's got some hoppiness which makes sense because we rounded up on the hops Um, (laughs) which hops I forget Um, and but it's still it's still on it I'm gonna go with uh, 25 um, but yeah, if you're in that area, uh, the brew zone down there in Saugus, Massachusetts, uh, great place. Uh, and the guy is a longtime Bruins fan. He said he was like his, I think he said like 20, 25 year season ticket holder. So that was awesome to talk about. So
1: very cool. Drew. Uh, how about we talk about the Boston Bruins hockey team? Ooh, as this is a, uh, brews and Bruins podcast. Um, Last night, as of this recording, I guess uh, by the time it was released, it'll have been two nights ago, uh, the Bruins took down the Florida Panthers 7-3. to uh, They are now 25-4-2. and Got a four-point night from Patrice Bergeron, three assists from Brad Marshan, and a uh, couple of two-point nights from Cliffy Hockey, uh, as we're finding <laughs> out that he doesn't necessarily like being called that, uh, and Brandon Carlo. And then uh, two assists from Hampus Lindholm. We got some, uh, got some real spicy stuff going on. I mean, another goal from David Pasternak. Another goal from David Krejci. He's up to twenty-four points in twenty-six games. A lot of good stuff to talk about. Um,
2: yeah, I'll just start off to address one thing: calling him Cliffy Hockey, no but there is such a thing as like cliffy hockey and it's not, it's, it's just, it is, it's like a concept. It's, it's like a state a, of mind. It's yeah, exactly. So
0: it's uh, not him. It's what happens when he's on the ice.
2: No, <laughs> just call him by his first name. Connor. I wish you, like Jack <laughs> Edwards is like Connor. <laughs> My bro con con. Um, anyway. Yeah. That was great to see Clifton having a, having a night. Um, I was watching the game at three dollars in Portland with my dad and first period was just very like, wow, I thought, you know, Florida was going to be competitive like I thought it was going to be going into the season I thought they were going to be better than they are but like still I felt like that was going to be a competitive game oh no. Um, like, I mean, this is, this is great. And then second period, it was like the complete please. And I think Rob, you, you put in the league group chat. It was like, if I, if I were the Bruins, I just like, wouldn't let up for
0: unanswered right now. <laughs> you <know? laughs> it simply, you know, it, it seems simple, but you know, that simply would have been my strategy.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we've seen it happen a couple of times though, where the Bruins get out to a big lead and give up that lead pretty quickly. And then, kind of shut the door on opponents as well. And I think that was that was a positive. You know, I, obviously, um, I, I saw a couple of our friends as well, not just me, but I, I went to the kitchen to cook some food and Bruins were up 4 nothing. And then I come back and it's only 4-3. And yeah. I know Chanel said <laughs> she went and took a shower and came back and same thing happened to her. So, um, yeah, never good. But, you know, if you can shut the door like that and end up winning by four, that's always good. Yeah
0: absolutely i will say though you know actually talking about the bruins hockey team on this podcast goes against all of the prep that i did for it um, (laughs) i was even though i did watch the game you know now yesterday um i i was unprepared for no i'm kidding
2: Mm. (laughs) um yeah chris
1: you are a leader no
0: okay i I mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> trying
2: to
1: stimulate some conversation about the
2: bruins yeah. and rob
0: shut that um, down uh i i yeah. could go
1: on about cliffy if
2: you want i, do. I mean oh, he scored good. he
0: scored the most cliffy hockey goal that was a cool goal yes yeah.
2: yes no that wasn't in- completely intentional he knew it he was passing it to himself no um but yeah just cliffy good old cliffy cliffy hockey consists of three things bad penalties uh some weird plays like that goal um where he's like down below the goal line, yeah, and just like wild hitting <laughs> and skating. Like he plays like he's six five or something. <laughs> like he thinks he's bigger than he is. I feel like, um, and he's good. And I think as he gets older, he's one of those players that you know the bad penalties and and, and mistakes defensively at times. Uh, that can be you know if he grows into a veteran player and you know you can work out some of those those kinks uh solid solid guy i i always say he's going to be a legend and he's going to win the norris or something obviously that's joking he's not going to probably well i hope he proves me wrong but he's not going to be a norris trophy candidate anytime soon but i think he can be a solid guy there for the bruins and i love that he's proven the doubters wrong um because i feel like there are a lot even on this podcast who weren't big cliffy cliffy guys so yeah, fair. that was directed to Chris. <laughs> I, I was, a, I was
1: a, I was a cliffy guy last year. Prior to that, I wasn't really.
0: Yeah, it's really just kind of interesting when uh, he's able, or he's been able to extend those stretches of really, really good hockey that he's shown in flashes previously. Um, and as he said, not taking as many of those stupid penalties, or at least they're coming in moments where you know you're happy to kill off that penalty because he's never afraid to hit someone. Um, so I'm, I'm afraid of what it's going to lead to as far as a payday, but uh, thankfully it's December and we don't have to worry about that yet. Yeah. That, that is
1: worrisome. Cause I, I get the feeling like he's not going to be on the team next year. Cause uh, all sorts of salary cap issues mm-hmm. and what he's playing for about a million this year. So yeah,
0: um, yeah, seeing what, like, somebody like Cody Cc can get with the Oilers, I mean, I, I'm curious what he can parlay even, like, one solid season in a top-four role into on the free agent market.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I the, know- yeah. the, the like, direct comparison on the Bruins is Matt Grizzlick, a guy who had a kind of a, a couple not necessarily awesome seasons with uh, not a lot to show for it on the scoreboard or anything like that, but kind of learning that uh, a player like that can be valuable. And also like, you know, he put in the work and he became a really good defensive defenseman, transition defenseman. And, um, he got paid for it. Not, not a super expensive contract, but if you've already got your top four kind of locked up, uh, you don't really want to pay your fifth defenseman four million, so Yeah, for sure. I didn't
2: think about that. That might be playing his way out of the roots. But oh well no, you got poster knock. Money to have to have there. That's priority number one. I, I was, was about to, to say like Krejci and Berge off the cap, and
1: we'll we'll talk about it. I mean, Krejci, Krejci and Berge probably not off the cap, considering that, they they have their bonuses. So, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and who knows if they'll retire or not? I don't know what the cap implications are of like re-signing them to another bonus laden deal if that can roll over another year. Um if They win. Then, I don't think you do that. <laughs> I think that's it, how. Yeah, they win. It was, <laughs> um good good hockey team uh, i think you know we sat and we looked at this section of the schedule and said uh what do we think the bruins get out of here with and we were thinking like i don't know if they get half the points available probably a good run and uh they came out with a little bit more than that so good for them just a little bit
0: Absolutely. I mean, we we expected guys like Grizz, McAvoy, uh, Marshawn to still be washing off the rust at this point in the season. Um, you know, this was kind of the the difficult section they were going to have to get their feet under them. Um, and thankfully, they came back a month early. And, you know, even if Marshawn says he's not completely at 100%, um, And you notice it in little, little moments, but I mean, he still looks like Brad Marchand out there. Um, Yeah. He
1: has, he has games where, Oh, this is like one of the best players in all of hockey. And I mean, even on a night where he didn't do much in terms of putting the puck on net, um, he still came out with three assists. I mean, obviously it helps when Bergeron's flying out there and and you're playing on the power play with David Pasternak, but I, a lot of those post goals are a result of great passing by Brad Marchand. Another thing where I've been talking about this for years where, but the most impressive thing to me is not that he turned himself from a fourth line grinder into an NHL scorer. It's the part where he went from turning into like a 30 goal scorer into a hundred point player by becoming an excellent passer. Um, and you know, that's the kind of stuff that doesn't go away. Um, I mean, he's, saw Joe Thornton still uh, could barely skate he's 45 years old, whatever <laughs> uh, looks like Santa Claus out there, but he could still thread <laughs> passes. And that's another reason why I'm not worried about guys like crazy. Um, hmm. Like I said, 24 points in 26 games and, and he's scoring. Uh, he's actually taking shots on net scoring goals, which is you know, so nice shooting way more. <laughs> And uh, upon this rock, we will build our church. But also yeah. if that does go away, uh, this man can pass the puck like nobody else. And, um, those are obviously you need goal scorers on a team. That's why it's helpful to have Jake DeBrusk scoring and, you know, making sure David Pasternak is signed to an extension. Um,
0: they also need on a sneaky goal pass.
1: Yeah. And, and you also need guys to get them a puck. Um, I, I, speaking of shooting the puck, I wish Taylor Hall would shoot more. He didn't have a single shot on net, but he had two assists. Um, he's just an excellent player. Like, uh, mm. I think $6 million is a complete bargain for a guy like that. He's not, uh, MVP Taylor Hall anymore, but really, really rounds out a third line if he's playing down there or he's excellent on the second line. If you want him up there with crazy and, Just uh, makes me happy looking at a hockey team and being able to go up and down the lineup and go, yeah, these guys are all great. It's fucking
2: great to have Taylor Hall on your third line. Like, are you (laughs) kidding me? (laughs) You have a first overall pick on your third line, and it's not because he's, like, underperforming. It's literally because the lineup is clogged with guys that are having great chemistry right now and the skills everywhere, but...
1: I think Jim Uh, Montgomery just wanted a a line of all Czech players. (laughs) Yeah, that
2: too. But hey, look what's happening! That's awesome. I would. I I feel like if I were facing another team, like I went into the faceoff dot with Krejci, and they were all just like talking Czech and then like looking at me and laughing, like they like just to even if it's not real, just pretend you're like trash talking the hell out of them. I would just feel so uncomfortable, and I'd lose the faceoff to Krejci.
0: It's so Um, demoralizing. Yeah. And there's okay. another center on his line that can, you know, even mm-hmm. though he's been struggling in the faceoff dot, he can still be that secondary faceoff guy. Which I'm just I glad like... that. Oh, sorry, Go I was ahead. Just no, say... no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just glad to make an all-check line. They did not have to bump mm-hmm. up Tomash Nosik to the second line full time. Uh, <laughs> as much as I love my, I'm, as much as I love him, I I just can't see that.
2: Yeah. What do you guys? Uh, well, actually, first I do have a question, but first. Because we gotta break this in mid-roll, hockey fans, light the lampus Lindholm this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just five dollars pre-game money line on any NHL team to win their game, and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can feel the sweat. Like never before, you did it, and <laughs> turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your <laughs> shot on net and even bigger payout. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPNN as in Nancy. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
1: I, DraftKings needs to pay us more because that is a proof right there that one of our listeners at least listens to the ad copy. Because there you go. How else would you know to just jump in and say, feel the sweat?
0: happy to you know happy to <laughs> fill in as needed even though that's
1: not in the actual ad copy.
2: <laughs> it was yeah
0: but one... it's, it it might as well be
2: that was their slogan at one point it was everywhere it was on all their ads like feel the sweat was like part of their shit
1: incredible stuff but um, uh oh go ahead i i was just going to say uh we were talking about how everyone's playing well uh one guy who wasn't necessarily and hasn't necessarily been playing well. Also had uh, an injury issue, uh, Jeremy Swayman. Um, anybody worried about him? I mean, he came out and had a pretty good game against Columbus. Um, outside of that, he's been on the losing end in four of the Bruins' losses.
2: Um, I mean, obviously, Olmark is on a whole different level right now. Um, So it doesn't worry me too much. If if Swayman were the number one guy, um, then yeah. But I mean, he's basically like you can call it one A, one B, but it's turning into Swayman's the two in some regards. They're getting close to that because they can still split starts if they need to. But Olmark is clearly just the hot hand, the entirety of the season thus far. And just you're comfortable riding that. Um, and I still think Swayman's solid enough. Say Olmark was out long term, I'm still comfortable having Swayman there. Uh, a little less comfortable maybe just with the way Olmark's been playing. But so I, I'm not I'm not too too worried about that personally.
0: Ultimately, I'd really say my only concern with Jeremy Swayman is just the the lack of action that he's getting, uh, you know, down this stretch that we're in. Uh, and I'd say that's almost more concern for Olmark just on a on a workload basis. Um, you know, I I have to hope that just kind of behind the scenes, um, you know, Sway and goalie Bob are you know putting in legitimate work that's uh, you know keeping. Olmark getting the the majority of the starts, um, but I I really hope that he's able to get the games to to work through it because um, that's with the way that Olmark's playing. My only concern is you know riding him into the ground and uh, your playoff options are you know Jeremy Swayman and Keith Kincaid uh, and I like Tussway looked in last year's playoffs coming in again for Olmark, but. Um, Really I, I just want to see him get the ability to to work through it. And I'm glad that if they needed to give a start to someone else, they have, you know, someone that's played a lot of NHL games like Keith Kincaid. But I would yeah, as a as a final, just I, I'd love to see Sway getting a few more starts here and there. Because of the start we've gotten, we can afford to drop a game or two. Um, as mad as I'll be, and I'll I'll just rage on Twitter that we should have started all Mark, but
1: yeah i mean i i'm I'm hoping that he kind of goes on a little run it's one of those things where like if you aren't getting those consistent starts maybe it's hard to just get in a groove but i mean he's the type of guy who seems like nothing phases him like he's like typical insane goalie where he just like has no memory of anything and he's always super happy whenever old mark's playing well like he's not sitting there sulking and being like, why well, don't I need to get in these games and get some starts. Like he's just like a golden retriever. Just like happy when you put him out there. And um yeah, I guess uh, I, I agree. I think you don't want all Mark playing 60 games or whatever, but um I, I trust Montgomery to split it up and, and make sure the workload is managed and, uh, especially as you get down to the end of the season and maybe you aren't necessarily fighting for a playoff spot. you're just kind of worried about you know making sure guys are fresh into the going into the playoffs. then and you know, maybe that'll be the strategy there. Um, but also, rfa contract year i think for swayman so yep it is um, yeah not a not a bad time for him to start sucking in terms of the (laughs) brooms the cap situation but yeah he's he's definitely if he he came if he came into like took over the the lead role and just had a lights out year like if it was him having the olmark year
0: oh if they were swapped ooh, yeah
1: you're looking at you're looking at paying this guy seven million dollars a year
2: but then you're also looking at potentially O'Mark dropping to your backup, and you're paying five mil a year for him. So I'll take the trade off. But I, I think it's working out fine right now. But yeah, Swayman being there, and I for in his situation because Omar's like what he's closing in on thirty. He's like twenty nine or something. 20,
0: in that yeah around there.
2: Around, around there, uh, and Sway twenty four. So uh and i think swayman right now is your best bet for the for the future because you know what else do you really have there uh like swayman's a sure bet for uh being an nhl starter um whether that's elite status i don't know but i think he's at least middle of the grade starting goaltender in the league so you could see maybe some sort of bridge deal. And if Swayman's playing the way he is and he has like an average season while all marks taken off, then that could work really well. He could say, Hey, okay, I'm going to take this bridge deal two or three years at, a, I don't know. I'll throw four or five. Um, and knowing that I'm going to probably be the future starter of this team or during that time, I can prove that and either go to free agency or continue with the Bruins. But, um, I guess it's way too early to think about that, but actually it's never too early when the Bruins are
1: doing so good that you're almost sick of talking
2: about it, <laughs> which is the point this podcast is.
1: Yeah, we, we talked about it last week, but everyone's talking about how great it is that the Bruins are great and how, how much fun it is to talk about a great Bruins team. But man, I think we're a team or a, a group that thrives on the, uh, Distracting ourselves when the Bruins are bad.
0: Well, yeah, now you guys actually have to talk about them and it, it boils down to, you know, your combined, you know, analytical prowess. And
1: <laughs> that's, not, that's not even there. So,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, it's barely there. It is, though. It is.
1: Rob, did you have any um... points in the uh, overall that you wanted to like bring up?
0: Oh, let's see. I mean, <clears throat> Other than kind of the the roller coaster that that yesterday's game was, and kind of where my where my blood pressure sat the entire time. Well, thankfully, once we started adding to the lead, I could exhale. But um, I mean, I'll, I'll say I'm really relieved. This is not an in memoriam for the Bruins career of Craig Smith. Um, you know, it may still kind of signal that the end is near, um, but at least for for right now, we we still have that established man rocket still on the team, even if he's currently on Providence's roster. Um, you know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm a little sad that we haven't seen the, uh, a whole lot of the the third line I envisioned at the beginning of the year, that kind of Zaka Coyle, Smith line, but I understand how his play on the ice really hasn't merited it. Uh, I haven't, you know, I don't think he's gotten as much of a chance, uh, you know, since he initially entered Montgomery's doghouse, but I'd be curious to see how that line would mash. But you know, I still kinda can see a a route where there's an injury somewhere in the line and he uh you know we've seen in the past he can score big playoff goals if he's if he's in the Ooh. lineup. So
2: Ooh, are you are you are you cueing the, the madness? Watch your ears because of I don't course, know if of this course. one's Loud or not.
0: Oh uh Smith grabs the ball.
1: The, the Cam Newton-Selly is elite.
0: <laughs> Don't worry, guys. It's going to be in triple overtime this year. Yeah. Uh, Our poor yeah, hearts. I
1: uh, Along that that line of thinking, I mean, like, it's pretty sick that the Bruins have the depth where, like, if any of their defensemen go down, if any of their forwards go down, you can just move people up and you've got like established NHL players just sitting in the wings, just ready to go. Love that. Like every team's going to go through injuries. I mean, we did talk about how tough the Bruins schedule has been, but all of those teams that they've played have been going through some pretty significant, significant injury issues. Like Jack Eichel's not playing for Vegas. Uh, Like, I don't know, half the roster for the avalanche are injured. Um I mean they just played Florida without Barkov. It's to, to, the Bruins had plenty of injury issues at the beginning of the season and, and weathered them uh, better than maybe anybody in NHL history. Seriously. Um, so, I mean everyone's going to have to play through injuries, but uh good to know that if the Bruins do have to weather any more injury issues, they've they've got people ready to go.
2: Yeah, it, you're not calling up like coolman anymore you know like which hey, i you know, know i was absolute, a no disrespect guy. to cooley right? i no 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 i was a coolman guy i'm a cool man <laughs> uh, what his fan group is called <laughs> and uh uh but you know it's a younger guy not too much proven experience if you have a guy like craig smith to pop in there um I'm not I'm not too worried, you know, you're just going on the fourth line. You got Taylor Hall in the third line, you bump him up to which whatever the fuck line you want, honestly. <laughs> you can do whatever. You got so many guys that can just do whatever that are like Charlie Coyle,
1: second well, line yeah. center. The, sure. I mean the other thing is Jake's playing his off wing, so if if mm-hmm. there's an injury on on the left wing, you can move him that way Dude. either way. And, and that's Bryce why I love wing.
2: I love having him on my fantasy lineup for that. Reason. <laughs> Ninth round pick. He
0: goes Jesus left breath. and right. While we're talking fantasy lineups, I'm a little sad that cat uh, sniped uh, Taylor Hall in a waiver claim from me.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, I did even been, see that. She's man. been uh, a, little, a little behind the curtain. She's been crazy about it. She, I, her, <laughs> her biggest nemesis right now is Jim Montgomery. Uh, being the owner of both the Bruins goalies. And this guy will not announce who his goalie is until they take the ice. <laughs> oh.
0: It's a player between number one and number 35. Like,
1: Yeah. I Shouts to Matt Porter trying to solve this mystery, but it's not happening.
2: Once again, I forgot to update my lineups today. Um, but hopefully I'm not. Oh, am I missing? Yeah, Nylander. Oh, God, don't do anything, Elander, while I have you benched.
1: I'm up to number two in the league behind Sean, but I'm slowly creeping up on him. I'm down to 10th.
2: I was not like, third place the first three weeks, and then I just stopped. I knew it would happen. Every time I play fantasy anything, I care so much the first few weeks, and then I just forget and don't care, and
1: i look at the app and i'm like wow
2: <laughs> Tank. It's, it's pretty
1: intense i mean the uh there's not much of a gap going on like after court who has 68 points cat has 89 points and then going up from there it's 91 99 101 107 111 111 112, mm-hmm. 115 and then sean and i are kind of spaced out from everybody else was 143 and 149 but um yeah that's that's, the it's it's really really tight only four teams make the playoffs and i would say nobody except court is out of it
2: <laughs> wait re- only four do really yeah oh because it's just the last like three weeks of the season or whatever mm-hmm. um dang i was hoping more ah because i was there okay you're right no one's really out of it a good week to be
0: playing court then
2: <laughs> oh it always is did you see he lost zero, ten, and 2 <laughs> yeah I,
1: I beat him 11 to 1 two weeks ago
2: <laughs> he has made two roster moves he has not looked at you know who's made no roster moves is cam the only person in the league to not make a
1: roster move. wait cam is cam's in sixth place he hasn't made a roster move
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty sick I mean, he probably has like the auto star on, or he goes in and puts the starters, but zero transactions.
0: It's kind of crazy. He's confident in the squad that he drafted. <laughs> you
2: have Sammy Silver with uh, a nice 69 moves.
1: <laughs> she, nice. Was, she was in last place, to be fair, and she has moved herself up to seventh uh, via just sheer yeah. will. Yeah. Because. She's just shifting people in and out of her lineup trying to find something that works. Um, I feel partially responsible for that because I did beat her... I think I beat her 11 nothing or whatever, like the max you can get 12-0 uh, in week one. 12-0, um, oh, yeah. I, I randomly picked up uh, James Reimer at the end of the week and I was just like, hey, whatever. Like I, I can't lose any goalie categories and I can only... Uh, like win shutouts and you gotta shut so and that James was
0: Robert bruin's legend
1: yeah that was this episode of uh, no one cares about your fantasy league bro um, thanks but for, for sticking through it if you did um, and remember <laughs> <I mean>, to that- <laughs> download say, or come like a, on the pod and prove to us that you listen to the Adder- a <laughs> solid 10 to 25 percent of people who uh are listening to this podcast right now are in that hockey league so <laughs> i think that's a fair estimate yeah well all right well uh, thanks everybody for joining us uh thank you rob for uh coming on and giving us your time uh by the way appreciate the meth bear hoodie Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what we got one more episode and then we're going on break. Yeah, there's a okay. We gotta, we'll do one more and then uh, we'll wish everybody happy holidays. But for now, hold tight. Watch some more Bruins hockey. They're fun to watch at this point. And, uh, hope they continue to do that. Bye. Fair. Bye.